you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. All right. I think we are live. Yes, we are live. That little red thing. How you doing? Danny? Fine. Thank you. So it's Hi, everybody. So it's nine o'clock our time, right? And it yes. is uh, seven o'clock at night your time. I, I, we're on the twenty fourth. You're on the twenty fourth too. Is that correct? Are you? Mm-hmm. A, yeah. So we're both on, at least on the. It looks like there's about a ten hour difference in our. Yes, ten hours. In our time. What's the flight out here when you got to come? How long does that take you? 15 and a half. 16 and a half hour. Flight. 15 and a half. You know, we tried to plan that one time to come out and see you. And, uh, you know, that's we're going to make that happen one day where we get to come. I want to go to that. Uh, I want to go to that praying wall really bad. I really want to go there. So so we're waiting for a couple more people. We got a few people uh, tagging on here. Um, we got three people so far but we'll, we'll get more as as time goes on so i'm going to introduce you real quick so everybody uh can meet you that hasn't got to meet you and uh, so those that are watching this is danny hazan this is our israeli kramaga instructor you know if you got lucky to be in our schools with uh, bo and i you've got to meet him and and take class with him so you know we're lucky he's here joining us today uh from israel and so you guys can get a little bit uh you know, of his background and stuff like that. So let me start. Go ahead. Why don't you, Danny, why don't you go ahead and tell them, you know, I, I've got your resume here, but I'll let you talk about your wife and, and, and your daughter and and uh, and when you started your martial arts. Okay, so I started martial arts at the age of 10. <clears throat> I started with Karate Shotokan and with Krav Maga and Russian, Russian wrestling at the same time. And uh, with the years, I uh, joined to another martial arts, more martial arts. And uh, I got I got married when I was 23 to my wife, Tali. And uh, I bow. <laughs> and uh, I have a daughter, more. And she recently got married with Zoom <laughs> because <Don't> we, <laughs> yes, because we couldn't do any party. So hopefully, when she comes back to Israel, because she living now in Germany, she is uh, working in Google. And uh, hopefully, when she will come to Israel, we will do something, something more uh, official. And so you had to watch your daughter get married by Zoom, huh? Uh, even that, no, because she she only sent us some pictures because, you know, they, they even didn't do any party there. They just go to office, to the office, sign some papers, do some pictures, and that's it. So, oh, wow. but, you know, this is the Corona time, so yeah. everything is understood. Yeah, this is definitely the Corona times. You almost need a Corona just to get through it. So, uh, so Danny was talking. I was looking at our your resume, so everybody has an understanding. You know, um, you started at ten years old. Started at the same time practicing all week Krav Maga. You did. You have Shotokan. You got a you got wrestling, and uh, you started new martial arts. And it says here you currently hold eight. Um, Eight black belts in different styles. Why don't you let everybody know where you know where your background lies? Okay, I'm a black belt in kickboxing and uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm a second degree professor, 
I'm doing judo. I'm second dan in judo. I'm fourth dan in kobudo. Kobudo it's an ancient weapon uh, martial art. I'm eight dan in karate. Eight dan in krav maga. I'm doing uh, my my style sai shokido, and he's now uh, officially recognized all over the world. Uh, I don't know if I remember something else. But <laughs> well, sometimes, right? Sometimes we forget all the stuff that we've learned over the years because yes. you know you and I are, you know, you're you're a few years younger than me. I mean, you're catching up to my tails, right? You're 57. I'm 59, and for one more month. But, um, you know, we were just talking off air a little bit. Let, you know, well, let, let's, why don't you go ahead and let them know um, about, you have your academy in Israel. That's, you know, that's probably right, what, what's right behind you right there. Right. And um, uh, why don't you go ahead and go into, uh, and talk about your military background and what you did and where you served. Uh, I served in a unit called Sayeret Golani. It's like a, little special forces unit, a very tough and, uh, a, and difficult and difficult uh, place to be in. And uh, I served there three and a half years because usually in Israel, in my time, a soldier compulsory service is three years, was three years. But when I finished my three years, it started the Lebanon war the first Lebanon war. And they asked us to stay another six months in the army and pay us as we are, you know, as a, how we call, how we call it, I don't know, a, not as a regular soldier, but you know, a higher uh, salary. Mm-hmm. So, so we, I, st- I stay another six months because I had, I had to be in the war. And uh, in this kind of a unit, you are doing all kinds of uh, operation inside and outside of the Israeli border. When I finished my army, I started to teach uh, special units in Israel, in Krav Maga. Usually I teach them the, the basic, but there is some units that are operating in Gaza Strip and they need special things to deal with. For example, one time they asked me how to teach the soldier how to deal with an axe. Mm-hmm. The terrorist had axe and they didn't know how to, ma- how to manage with somebody is coming at you with an axe. So I had, I left everything and I was doing my trip to Gaza Strip and stay there two, two, two days and two nights, teach them how to deal with the knacks or with a big uh, knife like macheta. And uh, that's one example. So this kind of unit, for example, know, uh, must know how to disarm a gun when the first bullet will be up or down and control the hand because one time there was suicide bomber with a with a button you know with a right with his yes with his pack so on you, so you must neutralize his hand and you must do things that are very difficult for a regular man that not practicing so this kind of stuff i teach in israel then one day i just put one of my video in youtube and I started to get some uh, invitation from all kind of uh, masters from all over the world. And that was my first uh, entry to in other countries with my knowledge, with my Krav Maga. And uh, started to teach Krav Maga all kind of uh, countries, also in your club and uh, some military, some civilians. And that's it. Yeah. So I remember, I remember totally one time. So as everybody's kind of listening to you, um, you went, as you talk about the Gaza Strip and how living in Israel, when you are surrounded by somebody that wants to be taking you out every, every direction that you are and knowing how to fight. And in, of course you had to serve in the military in Israel. I remember you teaching one time 
and it said, I, I won't forget this, man. You, you're, you were talking about teaching civilians, and you said this. You said, you don't understand. You train like your Starbucks. You haven't really trained for war. Right. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget you saying that here. And uh, um, so, you know, we don't have an appreciation sometimes. My soldiers on that are, are here. Yeah. John Viverka, uh, he's at our, our, uh, one of our uh, AKMA schools. He's a uh, you saw him say he say hi to you right there. He's a combat Marine that fought. And uh, you got Carson Fortner. He's the other one from Georgia right there. He's the owner. You saw Bo this morning. He said hi to you. Brandon Kemmer is another one of our AKMF schools out here, one of my black belts. So they're all kind of on here saying hi to you um, right now. And so I I thought that what we would – we we came to you. I think Bo, Bo has met you first. You know, Bo and I had been talking that uh, as far as Krav goes, we really were looking for um, – you know how it went here that, you know, there was different organizations and, and a split up in the Krav Maga. And we really wanted some kind of history from Israel in our in our background. And I know Bo and Bo had started finding you first and then, uh, you know, introducing me in, into it. And we we talked for a while until we came underneath your until you allowed us to be part of. I think we just had a really good gel. We both all of us have traditional background as far as martial arts goes. Um, and so I think it was a good fit for sure. And so we got, you know, we got blessed to have you as our instructor from there, you know, and of course we've got to have you out. And it's true as you guys that are listening that he has uh, all over the, the world, he has this. And so Aikma is what your authentic Israeli Kramaga. So everybody has an understanding that that is what we're under that and the akmf is more our branch under you and so everybody hasn't has a understanding so you know emi you know let's let's talk about now mr farbors is online this morning just so you can say hi you remember mr farbors right you went yes. to his studio with uh um yeah, good morning sensei benny akitas you took a of lesson course. with sensei remember that of course okay um how you doing mr farbors um so <clears throat> and um, I lost my train of thought. Was that, see, my instructor pops. Well, another one, my instructor, I lost my train of thought. Unreal. So we we looked as uh, why don't we you know why don't you talk about your relationship uh, if you had one with Emi or where you started your Krav or was it with Emi's instructor is actually where your background in in Krav Maga comes from. So why don't we why don't we touch on that real quick. Okay, first of all, in Israel, there is something we call it in Hebrew, Gadna. Gadna, it's like a kind of military practicing of youth, of very young uh, people, just to give them any, any direction of what will be when they will be in the army. So it's like a preparation. So it was when I was very young and we had this Gadna, and that, that, that was my first a relationship with Krav Maga. Then I started to learn with Eli Avigzar. Eli Avigzar is one of the best, one of the first uh, students of Emi Lichtenfeld. And Emi was teaching also in his dojo in Netanya, in Israel, and also in the military. He was the first official teacher of Krav Maga in the Israeli a, a army in the IDF. He was the first. He uh, took Imi's Krav Maga and he make order in everything, in the syllabus and everything, and he was the first teaching Krav Maga in the army. So I was related to Elia Vigza with a lot, a lot, a lot of seminars and practice because demographic, he was living something like two and a half hours from, from me. I'm living in the north of Israel, near Lebanon and Syria border, and he was living in the center of Israel, Natania. So in any occasion, I was going there and practice seminars, training camp, all kinds of things like that. And uh, he was the first 
uh, impression for me of really the concept of doing things simple, fast, and effective. And that, that uh, way of uh, thinking took me to think and develop the Aikma idea, the authentic Israeli. The idea of why I called it authentic is because with the year, a lot of organizations of Krav Maga made the Krav Maga something like, you know, like McDonald's, <laughs> you know, like network of million students, a lot of money, a lot of commercials, a lot of uh, cardio and a lot of shirts and symbols and everything, but a little bit real Krav Maga. And it's, it was more than one or two or three times that I had to see students and instructors demonstrating Krav Maga, and I was in shock because I saw it was so far from the reality, so far from the logical behavior of a people with instincts when they want to fight, that I said, the first thing I will do, I will call it authentic. Because, mm -hmm. because Krav Maga, you know, if you will say only Krav Maga, everybody is doing Krav Maga. Not everybody doing real Krav Maga. And this is a very big difference. And you told me about what I told you when I came the first time about Israeli civilians and about the war and Starbucks. You know, in Israel, it's like a period of time. You have one year of a lot of terror, you have two years of silence. So people in Israel are living all the time like, like in standby. Like in standby. Yeah. You live your life in standby. You don't know when, how, and where something will happen. So the idea of making a civilian feeling the true feeling of fear in a reality situation, you must take him to the edge when you are teaching him. You cannot only show him a technique, sell him a shirt, give him a ticket or whatever, and say to him, you are a black belt. If he cannot deal with the real atmosphere, with the real adrenaline of fear, he will not react exactly as he should react when he will be in a real situation. So I was a lot of time in real situation in my life, even as a soldier, and even in, as a civilian. And when you know the feeling, now you, you should learn how to pass over this feeling to your students. Because you can be the most uh, perfect instructor in the world. But if you don't know how to pass the real feeling of adrenaline and fear and courage to your students, Nothing is matter because in the real time, real time, you have only one second. And this second right. is the only one that will make the difference between you stay alive or you are dead. So all the, you know, all the things uh, behind the Krav Maga, it doesn't matter. I don't give nothing, I don't give uh, any attention of that. I'm just thinking about simple, effective, and fast. And I, can, and I can give you a very beautiful example. One of my seminars with Bo, he asked me, I don't know if he's still on the... Yeah, he's here. He, yeah, he's still with us. He asked me, Danny, what, what can you do about third-party situation when somebody is against the wall, somebody is stabbing him, and the third party have to take him from, from this position and, and uh, save his life. 
So before I showed him my technique, I asked him what he have learned to do. So he said he have learned to take the hand from behind, from here, and to pull. So I took a man, I think he was two meters high, mm -hmm. and I said to Bo, now take his hand. And Bo obviously saw that it, it, it doesn't logical. And then you remember, I started to teach you this little simple thing yep. to the eyes when you do it. And it was falling like a timber, you know, boom. Yeah, so, I remember. So that's the idea of doing simple things, not only because they are simple and they are uh, very easy to learn, but because they are the real, the real things that will save your life <coughs> in a real-time situation. Yeah, I well, I think that's, you know, that was always been eye-opening for Bo and I when you've come out and, and the simplicity that you put into Krav Maga, uh, not making it... Um, you know, it's got to be something, and including myself. Um, it looks like we have Joe online too. Joe's another combat. He's the one that I that uh, he's a ranger in the army. He's a he's a twenty year uh, combat vet himself. I think he's online also, um, and he's the nice one that. We go, yeah, we go with his units. Uh, he's looking forward to meeting you um, for sure. Um, and you know, we we spoke about that because when we go teach in. in you know, when we go teach guys, we only have a week with them. So it's not like, you know, some of them can't even punch right, let alone uh, do do techniques right. So you have to put them under stress and you have to make sure that. And we always like the simplicity of what of what it is that, you know, your Krav Maga offered. And we're so lucky. We are really blessed. It's not even luck. It's just a blessing that we we have you as uh, as one of our uh, main instructors. We really do. uh you know, look up to that and don't take that for granted. And I just listening to you speak, I, I know we have at least 20 people right now at shows online listening to us and, um, and, and whoever's going to come on after this and listen to this, this a little bit, but it's obvious that you live in a different, you're not only fighting COVID over there. You're it's just like you said, you, you, in Israel, you're living minute to minute. You just don't know what's going to happen. And some of the other stories that we have from you, has been uh, eye-opening to say the least about what what people and how you have to live you know what i mean and why this is real and why it needs to be simple and it's um it's always uh i don't know what the word is i'm trying to say but eye-opening i guess is what i'm saying because we do live in such a uh you, you know a blessed place for sure uh, where we don't have somebody trying to take us out every other day so I got a couple other things for you. So, you know, in your own words, uh, Mr. Zahn, tell me, what, what do you think, what's the martial arts meant to you over all these years? You know, having your academy now and having having people like Bo and I with you. I cannot say that martial arts is something that I can speak about it because martial arts, it's me. Mm -hmm. it's, it's part of me. It's part of my bones and my soul because... I think that whatever I'm doing now, whatever I'm reacting to all kinds of situations in my life, even in my personal life, all came from martial arts. You know, people say to me, why you are you speaking so, so quiet? Why you are you speaking so slow? Why you are you always smiling? Why everybody is panicked and you are smiling? Why everybody is so fear and you are thinking about the next step. So martial arts is something that is it's in you and it's growing and it's growing and growing and growing and it's take more and more place from, from your life until it is your life. That's what I feel about martial arts because I think I had so many dangerous situation when I was a soldier in special operations and I think not only because the skills but because the mentality you know if you have skills but you don't have the mentality to use them they are useless 100% that's true so 
I think the martial arts, first of all, before they give you the skills, they give you the tools how to use them in a real situation. Because you can be the best kicker or the best puncher in the world. But when you will be alone at night and somebody will jump at you with an axe or with macheta or with a chain or a chair and will scream and will run it to you like a, like a truck, let's see how you react. Mm-hmm. Let's see if your kick or punch will be something special or something useless. So the idea is not your skills, your body condition. No, it's something that can help you. But it can help you only if you have the ability to take it and to translate it to something uh, something that you do in a real time. So martial arts, people must understand. Martial arts, it's not about your body skills. It's not about your physique. It's about your passion, your soul, your uh, state of mind, your way of thinking, your mentality, and your character. It's building your character from zero. And it's like, it's like not only building your character, it's only cleaning, cleaning by, uh, while, while you are building your character, you are only cleaning the bad things from your life. And you start to collect only good things to your life. And that's make you what you are. Because I don't know many people, for example, for example there is a lot of uh, uh, violence inside the family in Israel. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't um, know about many martial arts, if any, that will raise a hand on his wife, for example, or on his children. Because the martial arts teach him not to do that. Teach him to avoid this kind of life. Even if he was very hot-tempered. Right, hot-tempered, aggressive, yes. Even so, mm-hmm. martial arts will give him the tools how to take it and to make it something good. So I can speak about one, one day without any stop about what martial arts gave me. But to make it short, I think martial arts, it, it's what I, am into, what, I, what I am today. So, Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I say, you know, the same sentiment as you. When I first started, you know, I thought it would make me a little bit of a uh, more of a badass than I, I thought I was at that time. And it did just kind of the opposite because it was, um, it was kind of eye opening as we go on in, in what, and the lessons learned. And then as a teacher, right, our lessons are even different, right. As you develop students and then now you're, you're a teacher's teacher now. So you're leading us, uh, that have organizations underneath you and still, you know, I, you know, we, we are, we're definitely, uh, you know, built from the same cloth as far as that as that goes. I, I think, I think everybody here will attest to it. Um, Brand, Brandon, uh, I think he agreed. If any of you guys that are online, you got any questions for him, you can just pop these questions in if you'd like, because I can see, um, I can see, I can see comments and stuff. And if you have got a question for Mr. Hazan, I'll be glad to ask it for you. Right here, Jason Flame just said hello to you. Um, Hi, Jason. Remember Jason, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. You know, I can tell you something very nice about the concept. When you are young and somebody is kicking you, you will block with very hard and strong hand defense. When you get older a little bit, you will just move a little bit and block again. When you are old, you will move and you will not block. When you are very old, when you start the kick, you already know that you want to kick. So when you finish, you are already not there. So the impact, the impact is 
not the necessary right way. When you get older, you can use your skills in a way that you don't use your force. And I take this concept to the Krav Maga. And I say every, every time I say it, if a 12 years girl cannot do it, it's not Krav Maga. Ah, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's true. That's true. So Miss Ashley's on here. You remember Ashley Sage, my black belt here. Yeah, of course. I Her actually... question is, Mr. Hazan, do you work with children? I think you have a good children's program there, I believe. And I believe, you know, Carson Fortner here, the, if you listen to our last one, you know, he's kind of a pioneer when it comes to special needs. And I'm almost positive I've seen special needs uh, children in your in your academy also. So you got a good you got a good children's program right now there, too. Correct. Yeah, I, I all my life teach uh, kids because kids are the most beautiful mirror of you. Uh, right. And you always learn from them because the most difficult questions about things in martial arts come from kids. And they make you always thinking, always developing, and always moving forward. And the satisfaction that I have with kids, it's like, you know, when I take a kid at four years old and I see him after 20 years, like, you know, like a gorilla. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and I see what become of him. And I see he became a better man, a better husband, a better father. So I know that something inside his soul is a piece of me. And it's something that not any present in the world could give you this feeling. So, and, I yeah, and I for me, my point of view is I don't, I don't look at them as kids when I teach them because they bleed, they got injured, and they start to cry, and they look about their parents. No, you don't go to your parents. You will dry your tears, and you continue. And that's way of uh, teaching in my club. It's from year, four years old. And you know, one time I had here two, uh, two girls from Bo's club that right. came to Israel with the parents. And they came to see a, a practice in my dojo in Israel. So, and, and they saw, and they saw a, a class, a fighting class of children. And they saw the children with eyes and with blood and everything. And they say, oh, my God, this will not happen in USA. So I said, <laughs> so I said, okay. But, you know, the mentality is what I believe in, that's what I teach. Yeah, well, and, and we've had that discussion, right? We, we, yes. we, we've had that discussion about preparing kids for the real world or 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 a fake world you know it, it's it's up to you as an instructor what you're going to do you know what you're going to push them and then it's up to a parent to allow us to to do the let them let them grow with us or or find like you said mcdonald's right you know you know i prefer to lose money mm -hmm. and not to lose my 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 way of teaching and my beliefs so if somebody thinks it's too tough for him or whatever, no problem. You can go and uh, do something else. But lucky me, the people who come to me, they want it. Because right. in Israel, they, they want it. They want to be tough. They want to be strong. They are from five, six years old, they are already thinking about the army. And they say to you, I want to be a fighting soldier. I want to be four. I want to be strong. I want to be like you. So... So it's, it's more easy to deal with the mentality with kids in Israel than when I go to other places and teach. So I, I'm, I'm getting softer when, when I go teach after in, in other places because I know it's not the same uh, request and it's not the same mentality. Yeah, I listen. That's that's it's well said. And I think, you know, a lot of all, all the martial arts school owners on here is 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 with their hands up and beautifully said because we know exactly what you're saying i mean that's the thing right that's the different life that you have 
where you live, where kids at five-year-olds are thinking that, hey, I got to serve in this army. And they know that that's what they have to do. They know they have to know how to fight. And it's already uh, bred into, into your culture that at five years old, I'm going to be a soldier and I want to know how to, how, how to take care of myself and, and who I'm with. It's, uh, it's just well said. And I'm sure it's, it's eye-opening and ear-opening when you hear, uh, when you hear you speak, because we, I don't think people really know how blessed we are here in the United States anyway. Um, and, and just how spoiled maybe we are, you know what I'm saying? So that was, um, yeah, that's just well said, really well said before the, uh, before our break, you know, we talked a little bit, there's something about you that, you, you know, that we had, we, we have in common, I didn't know that you had, um, I, I knew you were on some um, blood thinners also, but I didn't know you had uh, in your legs, just like uh, I did having that. Uh, um, DVT. Yeah, the DVT. And yours were in your legs. And, and we spoke about that a little bit, right? We were speaking. Uh, and then you, you told me, you asked me about my uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I was talking about Sergio, my instructor, that he's another you know, combat vet and just a, a like-minded mindset because I think at, at uh, my age, and, and we spoke about this, that sometimes you're losing that warrior, that warrior spirit, and, you, and, you're, and you're feeling lost. And then uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu came into play, and it was something I was allowed to practice because I wasn't taking big blows to the head. You know what I mean? And so it gave me that, that fighting spirit back that I was uh, missing. And so we spoke a little bit. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your journey, what's your thought uh, I, I thought what you talked about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, how it it just kind of saved you. Why don't you give me a little bit of feedback from from what you did? Because at you believe I, I believe Danny, you were telling me that even when you tested, it was uh, seven. You were fifty years old when you were doing and on blood thinners, correct? Yes. When you were doing, I, I was only recovering something like like six months recovering from my first DVT. I was one month in hospital. And after, I, in August, I have done my first black belt in uh, kickboxing. And in September, I had my DVT and I was one month in hospital. It was very tough, very painful. And then I started to recover myself with practice, slowly, slowly, step by step. And six months later, I have done my uh, black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So my master was very, uh, re very, you know, I don't know if pedant is the same, uh, same uh, name in English, but it was very strict. And my, my black belt was with 194 techniques because I have it on my, I have it on my paper, signed. And when I finished after five, I think five hours and 15 minutes, I already almost finished the, the test. And then I had to do some fights, some real fights. But in jiu-jitsu, they fight me. I don't fight them. I just neutralize them in Brazilian jiu-jitsu techniques. So I'm not allowed to punch them back. So I was, all, my, all my face was blooded. My nose was bleeding. Everything was bleeding. And in that period of time, it was forbidden to me any impact, any blood, any injury at all, because it was like, like a matter of uh, life saved. And, uh, and my master looked at me and he told me, okay, Danny, no problem. We will continue the test next year. So I said, no way. So I just put some, you know, like paper inside my nose <laughs> and, I and I continued the fight and I finished the fight. Lucky me, the blood uh, stopped. And I finished the, the, the test. It was very, very emotional moment for me. Uh, and uh, even when we do the ceremony, even I, my father was in the ceremony. You know, it was very excited for me because, you know, I, I don't remember any black belt that I have done. And I have done eight from them that I was so emotional like I have done this one in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because... The Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu story with me started when I my students have done sambo. Oh, that's what I forgot about my black belt, combat sambo. Yes. So my students learn combat sambo and judo. 
and then we have we we have we have participated in Abu Dhabi uh, wrestling championship in Israel. You know there is a branch. Right. Yes, all right, right. So I took I took six of my best students to the Abu Dhabi competition. No one won. Everybody lose. It was the first time in my career that my students lose. And I said, that's it. Now I will learn jiu-jitsu. Now, now I will learn Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I started to search about a master. So I saw one master and I go inside and I see his master giving me a certificate. So I go to this master and I saw in the internet his master giving him a certificate. And then I go and I saw Joe Moreira. And I just click Joe Moreira, you know, the internet explodes. So mm -hmm. I took a phone, I called him. I said, okay, how can I be your representative in Israel? I will not forget what he told me. He told me, you need to come here and wipe the map. <laughs> you need to come here and wipe the map, the, the mat. Wipe the mat, yes. I didn't understand what he mean, but when I got there, I was 14 days, eight hours in the mat, only him and me. Every day. Oh. Every day. And because this seminar, I met both. Because I was already in USA, and then I came to both school, and they have they made a gun, a, this some class. So Bo asked me if I want to show something. I said, okay. And then I show my, my gun technique. And I remember very, very good uh, something Bo said to the one who was holding the gun. So I said to him, hold the gun, man. <laughs> so I said, but I tried to hold the gun. I cannot hold it. <laughs> so that was the first impression when I came to the USA. And then... One day later, Bo invited me in the evening, in Friday evening, to do a little seminar there. Right. And then from there, you know, it's only history. Yeah, that's, I, I remember. I remember him calling me afterwards and we discussing uh, that we, you know, that we think we found an instructor that we can come under. And, you know, you had, you had, you had things that we were looking for. We were looking for uh, somebody with a traditional background with high integrity and this awesome technique, right? So we can develop relationship with you, not just, a, you know, not just a cert, right? Just not, not a certificate, right? And we wanted to be able to take your lineage and be a representative here in the United States of authentic Krav Maga, you know, authentic Israeli Krav Maga underneath you and... Uh, I think uh, I think we've done well. I think we've done well for you, sir. I hope you're proud of uh, both of I'm, us. You know, I'm proud from the from the first seminar. Yeah, because you know it it took some courage to to leave everything behind and to decide a very brave decision to start something from zero with some with somebody that you don't know, and you have done this, and you know, and and you take your the new concept and you started step by step to teach your students about it and invite me to seminar so your students also will understand the concept so it's something that you build it brick by brick by brick and 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 now when i see your techniques when i see both techniques when i see his students techniques you know that's that's the idea of martial arts you know i always say that i teach the one who haven't born yet Right. Yes. That's yeah. That's a great concept. What you're talking about right there. We have taught people that have not even been born yet. That's uh, that is beautifully said. That's I'm sure everybody idea. can agree with that. That's the idea. Because if you will leave something in this world that is strong and is good, so your student will be your representative way, way after you will you will gone. So you already teach something even if you are not not there or even if it doesn't born yet so that's the idea that's the idea of how how strong i believe 
in my way, in my techniques, in my way of life. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been a, a, a distinct pleasure having having you. Uh, this is why I wanted to do this today. To, today, to people to you, because we haven't been able to have you because the pandemic out here for I think going on two years now. And uh, yes. I don't even think you've been able to go see Bow School out in Idaho yet. Uh, no, right now, so you know we're looking forward to that to that uh, coming coming about for sure. And I just wanted to hit you know one thing we hit too is um, I wanted to say thanks because I really appreciated the you know we we spent about 15, 20 minutes before we went live a little bit just kind of catching up a little bit and talking a little bit about trying to what it's like to have develop people underneath you and and you know for all better purposes right they kind of turn your back on you and and stuff like that i thought it was beautifully said as just in martial arts how you just kind of gotta be like a you know like water water coming off a duck you know you gotta kind of let things go and move forward to those that you that want to that want to learn what you have and i believe that you know, Bo's development out in Idaho once he's left here. And I'm not sure if you know, you know, we got, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've met all the, all of my guys. I've got this core group of guys that all have schools, right. Um, of my, of black belts has been with me since they're children. And now they're teaching the, the Eichma Kramaga, which you gave us uh, in their own schools now including the children. So you're right. You are right about your statement. You are, you, you definitely have been teaching people that haven't even been born yet because now I, now, you know, I'm in the same realm as you. I'm getting students that are been married now and bringing their children to us. You know, there's a few of us like that on, on online now. So it's just been a, a, an awesome, I can't wait for you to come back out here. Cause you know, you know how I like to, I'm going to do some TikToks of you though, you know, <laughs> You must make for shock, you know, uh, and and uh, so telling the stories uh, with you has been uh, it's just been fun, man. I just I just enjoy myself uh, immensely with it. And so we have, you know, Ashley was asking here. This is you remember, Ashley, she's asking, how's the pandemic had it had an effect on you in Israel? What's 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 happened with your academy and what is it like out there right now? So, you know, this is one more lesson for a martial artist. <laughs> right, to, right about that. How to deal with uh, some uh, some difficulties in life. But uh, in Israel, we was the first to go out and then the first to go in the, the lockdowns. But now something like five millions are already vaccinated. So I have I already do the two shots, and I'm vaccinated. And now only now we open from the lockdown, and my students allowed to come here only if they are already vaccinated. So in Israel you have like a green, like a green little card, that that show that you are vaccinated. And whenever you are going, you must show it, and then in that way you. Everybody see that you are uh, vaccinated and everything is okay. But it was a very difficult year because I, as, as you see, I was moving to the new place, very big one. And uh, this one, I was moving in February when, when the COVID only started. So I put everything inside here and suddenly everything was closed. I couldn't do nothing. So it was like one year, one month uh, practicing, two months not, not doing nothing. So it was very difficult, but the government after a while started to help economically to people with business just to stay alive, just to stay and not closing the business. But a lot of businesses in Israel, a lot of gyms, a lot of dojos, Close the dojo permanently because they couldn't they couldn't suffer the losses of the economic economical situation. Students that don't come back, so it was very difficult. And I I believe it's it's the same everywhere. So yeah, the idea is not 
the idea is not how to fall, how to get up. So we are trying to get up always with a smile and always we say thank you for what we have and we are not trying for what we not have because that is loss. Yeah, that's well, that's that's well said. And I, I yeah, so I didn't know that about Israel either. They're, you know, have, having to show that you're you're uh, vaccinated. H- how'd that go? Did any side effects from you? It's no. all good. No, nothing. Good. No? no, it's all good. So, I thought we, I had a tail, but no. <laughs> well, I you see, I, I keep thinking I'm going to turn into the Hulk right behind me, like <laughs> I do half the time. Uh, so uh, if I've gotten the shot, I, I haven't done that yet. I know that uh, Kathy has, you know, my girl has, but um, uh, I have not. You know, she got her second shot. Uh, uh, you know, because I work with with people. I don't take the chance. I have yeah. done it. I don't want. I don't want on my on my conscience. Somebody will be ill because of me. So, I have done the shots. Everything. Everyone who came to my club is already fascinated. So in that way, we are. I thought uh, uh, listening to your story about um, you know. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> uh, looking, you know, looking back at your your story about taking all your students to a tournament, right? Um, this is about your mindset that I like, you, you know, this is, you, you know, when I say we're kind of cut out of a, a same mold is uh, when you said you took them there and everybody lost and, and that was something that you have not experienced. And then you took this, uh, um, this worst experience and situation, you took a lesson from it and then you just turned it around. And then you yourself was the leader that went and, and learned it your, yourself in order to um, further your students. You, you saw a weakness. You, you got on the horse yourself and, and did it. I think that, is, that speaks volumes about who you are as, a, as our mentor and instructor and teacher. It's even hard to say instructor. You know, it's, it's a teacher you know, I revere you guys more as a teacher than I do just an instructor. You, you, you know, there's there's life lessons that come with it. And all of my teachers from Dennis Ichikawa to uh, Farbors to uh, Danny Hazan to Sergio Machado, these these real teachers in my life that has allowed me to um, have the school we are. We definitely have. Uh, um you know, we definitely have, you know, an emotional set on, on, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the words, man. It's, it's like you said, you know, martial arts is just part of me. I just don't know how else to, to make it and, and feel blessed that we have you uh, as our instructor. I mean, Bo and I've spent many hours with you and, and Bo has, uh, you know, I know that he's watching right now and can't wait to have you come out again. We'll make sure that he has it. So, you know, as we get ready to wind this up, I want to give you, you know, you have such good insight on everything. I want to talk about um, what is the number one takeaway from our, our discussion today? You'd like our listeners uh, to take away from our discussion. I mean, what's the number one takeaway you think that how we could wind this up today and, and, and how your thought process? If you are a martial artist, behave like one in all aspects of life. Yeah. That's very important in all aspects of life, in your inside house, in your job, in the car when somebody is uh, making the siren or something be a martial artist be a martial artist not only when you are putting your gear and your belt be a martial artist in your in your life behave like that train every day every day it doesn't matter if you are ill if you are injured if you are pissed off train every day you can train 10 minutes you can train two hours but train because i always say there isn't any a uh, bad training only 
bad day without training. Right, true. So train every day, be be a good example to your students. You know, I try, I work very hard. I work from six o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock at night. And, and I always find myself time only for me to train. Because I always say to my students, one day I will be old, I cannot demonstrate, but I will always, always ask from you things, only things that I have done, not things that I didn't know or didn't experience. Because I cannot have the conscience and the integrity to ask for my students things, things to do that I didn't do. So always we say the instructor must be very strong. No, you don't have to be strong. You don't be, have to be athletic. You don't have to be with muscles or bodybuilder. He does, he just have to have knowledge. You take from him the knowledge, the experience. So experience is the most valuable things for you to give to your students. And experience will come only if you experience on yourself. So mm -hmm. I said, always train, always be a good example. One day you cannot demonstrate any technique. Uh, you know, I can have a very good story about it. I had a mo motorcycle accident and I couldn't move. I was only on my only on the floor i couldn't i couldn't see it i couldn't uh, lie nothing i was you know neutralized with pain and we had one week to israeli karate championship i was sitting on the mat only sitting and only by verbal demonstration and explanation i teach a new kata to one of my students only by speaking right these students took the first place in Israel championship with this kata. That moment was for me the moment I said, okay, you are a good instructor. Yes. You, know how, you know how to teach. So that's the experience uh, that you have, that you had to have if you want to be a good, a good instructor. And this kind of experience will come only if you experience it on your on your body on your mind on your on your soul so i said i will never teach something to my student that i didn't experience it uh, on my own so yeah well that's yeah that's words of a, a of an awesome teacher for sure uh and i i know how i, I i've had that I remember having an IV for something years back and having to still teach class. I'm kind of wheeling this thing around, being able to to talk somebody through something. And uh, so I get I get exactly what you're saying. I think that's a, a testament to who you are as a as a teacher, the love you have for your students. The love that you have for, you know, I know that your your new academy has a lot of um, fitness uh, equipment now. So I know that you're. You're trying to change lives through fitness and, 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 you know, just like, you know, the transformation I did, it, you know, it had to do with those, those blood clots and it, it, you know, it played, it played some mind games on me for sure, because it took me six months to get out of my own head, uh, to make a change. It, it didn't happen overnight and it's still happening now. It's, it's a, it's a progressive, of of ups and, uh, you know, ups and downs, you know, weeks that you're doing well. Weeks you're not doing well, but I guess that's what we are in martial arts, right? And the training every day, um, without it, I don't know what, you know, I, I'm not really sure I would be a basket case without it for sure. You know, making a gym in my home when this pandemic hit here was probably the best thing that I ever did because that's what I use mostly now anyway. And uh, I just, I don't know, your words have been uh, super encouraging to me. I couldn't be more proud, but, you know, both. Bo's on here also with us. We couldn't be more proud to be higher black belts underneath you and continue your legacy here in the United States as your uh, American ambassadors. I hope we do you proud. And uh, I know we have Georgia people are on here. You know, that's on the East Coast. You you would love at some point you will get you to uh, Carson Fortner school. 
he has got a beautiful his his mat is 100 feet long he is this new uh, facility that he is has built is just absolutely beautiful and joe getting ready to retire from the um the military now will be taking over the Kramaga portion of that of that school out there and it's just uh it's just going to be amazing. We, we're, we're, when we get you to the states, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get you around so you can see. It's hard because you kind of ride in it. You know, you don't really realize what you're building when you're just sitting right in it and what's happening around you and because of you. And so I'm hoping uh, if there's anybody else here that got a question before I, I want uh, I wrap it up with you. But if somebody wants to find you, Danny, what's your best? Where are you on social media? Are you on um, Facebook and Instagram? On on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. And it's as under if, as if my name here, Danny Hazan. This is on Facebook. D A N N Y Hazan. So I just put out there right. Uh, you're right there. Yes. So Danny, yeah, right, Danny Hazan. And in Instagram, it's Hazan Academy. And on Instagram, IG, let me put that out here for people. Uh, Instagram is Hazan Academy. You put that up there also, right? Is that correct? Hazan Academy is on yes. IG, Instagram. Okay. I, I encourage you guys, if you want to go follow uh, Mr. Hazan, he'll be glad to He'll be glad to answer any other questions that you guys have also. So, you know, more than happy, go friend him. Um, he always has some of his uh, uh, highlights going on. I always like watching your highlights. I, so the last one you put on, I'm like, wow, I kind of remember that day. You were This is at one of Bo's uh, schools way back in the day. We we're working on rifle one day. And uh, I see, seeing that, that clip from way back in the day was just like, man, that was awesome. And I know Bo got to be lucky. He got to go to Israel and visit you one time. And uh, I know that, you know, uh, we... Um, you should come and hit hummus in Israel. That, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you that this is and on... also falafel. <laughs> I'm telling you that this is something that I'm going to... Is on my bucket list to do. I mean, Bo and I, we really actually... Right before the pandemic, we were really trying to set something together where there's a group of 10 or 12 of us that are going to yeah. come out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, the pandemic's got to go ahead and and uh, and and take all that away. But I'll tell you this. Most of our instructors that have schools has fought through this pandemic. And I believe it's uh, the leadership of the strong. Well, we will uh, overcome any anything that is in our way we will go through and uh you know i i was there you know i was going to be i'll be damned if uh yeah that's bo i'll be damned if i would be uh after 30 years of building something that is just going to go to the wayside it's just not and uh, i got to put a shout out to jay walker he's the one that is running my simi valley school I mean, for all purposes, that's his school. I mean, he does all the work there. He does all the teaching. Those are his students. But um, he himself, he, he works in the uh, 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 medical field. And after that, he's got all these kids outside. In California, I'm inside. But uh, I mean, uh, in Chatsworth, I'm inside. But out there, they're doing all this outside. And he's maintained that school. And, uh, you know, Jason Flame, same thing. A Brandon Cameron. I mean, we did what we had to do. We fought through what we need to fight. And Krav Maga, believe it or not, has been a very pivotal point in all of our schools. That um, it's what's growing the most. And all those all those men underneath me and 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 women that are are practicing, we are carrying on your legacy. I couldn't be more proud to uh, be with you. I look forward to you coming out again. And um, you know, and I'm sure Bo does too. Yeah, Bo, yeah, Bo put in there that falafel in Jerusalem is the best. And we will be back. So, uh, listen, we had pretty much 20, 20, sometimes 25, 30 people listening to this the whole day. Danny, just so you know, there's 21 comments. You'll be able to go on Facebook. If you want to answer to anybody here, uh, Danny, you just go on and on the comments on Facebook because this will be 
uh, down. The video will be downloaded. I'll have the audio portion of this. It will be on my um, for you guys. You just hold this phone here for a second. If you go to my uh, Instagram is that at real uh, talk with Mark Cox and then YouTube is real talk with Mark Cox and my Facebook is Mark Cox 100. This stuff will be here. And it will be uh, so if you want to listen to it in your car or something like that, just the audio portion will be downloaded onto my podcasting and uh, YouTube and Facebook will have the video. I'll make sure you have that. You have access to all that, too, uh, Mr. Hazan, and make sure you put it out on your on your platform for everybody to see. Uh, I hope your day is awesome. I, I enjoyed this. Uh, I think a round two would be awesome, uh, you know, in a few months from now. And when we're kind of opened a little bit more, I think we should come back on. And I'd like to kind of I'd like to dive into um, your your fitness and your fighting, because what we didn't get to talk about today is that you actually have fighters there that you're training in the ring. You know, I've seen some of the guys go in and fight and really the well roundness of what your academy is. You know, Krav Maga is just a small portion of what you really kind of do. So I like to dabble into that a little bit more. Sound good? Of course. All right. All right, guys. Well, that's it. That's it with uh, Mr. Hazan. We've been here for about an hour and five minutes. I could sit here and talk with him for another hour and a half. But, uh, you know, I'm sure he's got things to do. It's it's getting late. Uh, you know, it's getting late. You know, you're getting a little older, Mr. Hazan. You got to <laughs> sleep in, you know. <laughs> All right. All right. I hope everybody enjoyed this today. We'll talk real soon. Thank you, everybody. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at MarkCox.com. Till next time, keep it real.